Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. Don Jamie Markley, that's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. David, you're beyond frustrated with a number of different things as far as coverage of what's going on in Israel. Well, I, you know what? I never thought I would see something as irresponsibly orchestrated as the Russian collusion hoax in my entire lifetime again. I, I sincerely believe that would be the biggest single coordinated media hoax that I would ever see. Yes. And then yesterday, as we were talking about it towards the end of the uh, show, Mm -hmm. there were claims made by Hamas and parroted by American media outlets that Israel had struck a hospital killing as many as 500 people. And as we talked about at the time, well, there are a lot of other sources, sources that have been right, in the past that I was looking at, that all of us were looking at, that said, well, it really doesn't make sense that the the idea that this was an Israeli airstrike, probably not, but we don't know. We'll wait to see what more information there is. American media didn't do that. They ran with it. Israel struck a hospital in Gaza and murdered 500 Palestinians who had nowhere else to go. It was like they got the headline they wanted. Yes, And then, as the hours went by, more and more information came out to where this morning the news was nothing even hit a hospital. It was a rocket fired, they're saying, from a group called Islamic Jihad that broke up, that malfunctioned, and landed in the damn parking lot. Wow. A hospital did not blow up even. It's amazing, isn't it? And and it wasn't fired by Israel more than likely and that's not to say that people didn't die because there were people evidently camped out in the parking lot area and nearby and when you've got burning fuel falling from the sky that's going to to injure or kill some people for sure but there was no hospital airstrike that happened and yet we have members of congress who are saying that it happened we have american media saying well this is what happened and oh we need to you know, Biden needs to give a stern talking to to Netanyahu when he's meeting him today. And people will not give it up. They're saying, well, now it's basically he said, she said. Really? Conflicting reports. Because it's not really all that conflicting. And to me, the accounts I was following, people who do this stuff in their spare time, they're geolocating uh, specialists who were looking at all the available footage and right. analyzing maps and what they could see did a better job of explaining that story than people who are professional journalists in America. Tell me if this is too cynical. The reason, in my mind, is because uh, these people that do it almost as a hobby, as you say, they don't have an agenda. Right. They, Our just, media does. Right. Yeah, the, the people who are doing this online, is they're basically just kind of dorks with some spare time. And I mean that lovingly. They they really just want to do it, and they don't really have a side. They're just 
analyzing it and passing it along. And, you know, as a result of the fake news that was going all around the world, you saw protests in Arab nations around the area, in the region, to the point where now Arab leaders who are supposed to be meeting with President Biden have told him to go pound sand because it's politically definitely not advantageous for them to meet with the American president when they realize that a sizable amount of their populations who are out for blood right now think that Israel bombed a hospital. And they don't want to get in the way of that narrative because anyone that says something different, those people will look at that leader as the enemy. Right. You're like a traitor. Because people aren't interested in what actually happened. They just want, you know, whatever fact to fit their narrative. And if it doesn't, they shoo-shoo it away. It's it's kind of crazy. But it's something that we've seen certainly over the last five to seven to ten years. More and more it becomes evident how much the media is influenced. I'm just glad David clarified they're good dorks, not mean dorks. Oh, right. Yeah, they're not mean dorks. They're, right. they're good dorks. They're good dorks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we call them white hat dorks. Yeah. Well, and go. we'll get to some different reports. Like Trey Yanks with Fox. Oh, gosh. Seems yeah. to me like he's done a pretty good job. And I'll have a clip of him a little bit later on talking about here's how he gathered the information to be able to tell the viewer, no, by all indications, this was not Israel. This was like a dud rocket fired from inside Gaza. The other part, and, you know, you've heard maybe a little bit about this here and there, but a lot of people, at least I'm thinking, have come away with, all right, Hamas runs the Gaza Strip and has for years, right? Mm -hmm. And they're basically the only terrorist group within Gaza. Not so. There are a lot of these smaller terrorist groups within Gaza. Yeah. And this is apparently one of those that fired the rocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot to unpack with all of that. I want to get to your clip, David, of Joe Biden. Because he didn't exactly look strong in that meeting with Netanyahu. Well, no, he's tired. Um, I mean, he the guy gets worn down every time he, you know, has to actually get on an airplane. Um so he's in Israel today, tried to inspire Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu during this time of war. Here's how that went. Okay. You know, uh, years ago I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for him, and he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Oh, oh man. God, please. I'm, I'm tapping out. Help me. I can't anymore. I'm glad you brought that clip in, David, because that was not making the rounds very much. No. no. <laughs> to paint the picture of what actually happened. But Yeah, I'm sitting there going, are you serious, Mr. President? You're there. You're going to give him this, like, this apparently uh, uh, really inspiring line about self-defense and our long-standing relationship with the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. and then you just give up on it because obviously you forgot what you were going to say. Well, anyway, uh, some other time. Taking up too much time. 
Yeah, that's not exactly how Good Morning America brought out any Biden clips today. Martha right. Raddatz, you know, is the person on the story. Israel is poised for a ground invasion into Gaza after the slaughter of more than 1,300 people by Hamas. President okay. Biden promising Israel help with whatever they need to defend themselves. Israel, as they respond to these attacks, it seems to me that uh, have to continue to ensure that you have what you need to defend yourselves. And uh, we're going to make sure that occurs. But this it seems to me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, and then the report goes on. But this meeting comes after Gaza was rocked by a devastating explosion at a hospital. The Palestinians saying it killed at least 500. The Palestinians also blaming an Israeli airstrike, which Israeli officials strongly deny blaming a misfired rocket on Islamic militants. President Biden, for the first time, weighing in. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we got a lot. We got to overcome a lot of things. But okay, just stop there. Oh my god! And now we've touched on a part that drove Robbins crazy. The other team. Yeah. As if they're going to like shake hands afterwards. Nice <laughs> war. Thanks. Nice war. Just go down the line. Who won the coin toss? He's unbelievable. He's yeah. unbelievable. Who says that about terrorists? <laughs> I don't. Know. The other team. They're, God, they're, always, guy, they're I, always different things that will drip your trigger. No, seriously. And that was it for I, you. I, I know you walked in. I said, the other team today. Like, are, are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Well, they're, you know, it's ABC. It's different people. And they'll actually say a Hamas spokesperson said, talking about, you know, the rocket that, quote, hit the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're taking the word of terrorists. Yes. Right. You know, can you imagine our media, like in our country, a spokesperson for the KKK said, said right. that right. wasn't true. Right. <laughs> what? Or, or it's it's yeah. like November of 2001. Uh, we reached Osama bin Laden for comment, <laughs> and he, his, he maintains that we had it coming. No, nobody would care. Nobody would care. Of course. All right, more on that a little bit later. We've got a softball league going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have a story about Bidenomics, David. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, we've been hearing about the economic miracle that is supposed to be Bidenomics. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Right now. Uh, breaking news from Redfin this morning. Uh, Americans now need to make 114 grand a year to afford a median-priced U.S. home. That is an all-time high. That wow. is well above the median salary of, of America. Uh, and, boy... Uh, the affordability crisis uh, is 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 just something that it's shameful that so many in media and so many in government just kind of ignore. Because look at the unemployment rate. <laughs> okay. Well, we just had the clip yesterday of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen talking with Sky News out of Australia, talking about you know our economy is strong, job market, inflation is down, all this nonsense. You know, going through her Werther's one by one. And you look at actual prices for people of what it is with food, energy, transportation, and then owning a home. It kind of paints the picture of where we really are. Yeah, ignore all that. Crying out loud. And we got a problem in football. 
Oh, you're. What's the problem in football now? Well, yesterday you said you weren't all that excited that flag football was going to become an Olympic sport. No, I'm not. You know what the goat said? The goat today? Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. David wanted me to sign a thing that said yeah. anytime I mention Tom Brady, I have to say goat. I didn't sign it, but I'm trying to. Um, thank okay. you. He is the greatest of all time. I'm not signing off on his character or his personality, but greatest of all time for sure. Yeah. Team game. Anyway. He says, you know what, the NFL's becoming more like flag football. Really? He's one year out. It's getting soft, kids. All I know is the defender's got every right to push back on DK, but he doesn't do it. And they throw a flag. I'm like, I don't understand what the flag is. This is football. You know, this isn't touch football. This is real football. And I think the physicality, which people really enjoy, I certainly enjoy. I love that physical element of the sport. I don't think we should ever lose that. You know, there's so many people that want it less and less physical. It's more like flag football, which is going to be in the Olympics in 2028. You know, which maybe football goes to flag football over a period of time. And I don't think fans will like that that much. Then everyone should stop bitching about unnecessary roughness calls. Wait a second. Uh, Didn't they design a rule after he was out for the season? The low hit? Yeah. yeah, I I was going to say, there's there's not another guy who in recent NFL history who did more to, you know, protect quarterbacks, quote unquote, (laughs) and make the game less physical than Tom Brady. They protected him. Yes. Remember those Super Bowls against the Giants when he had actual pressure? Right. Right. He, yeah. This okay. Guy, this guy's asking for roughing the passer calls when someone sneezes in his direction. And now he's like, it's like touch football now. I know, it's like he's, a, he's retired half a season. Back in my day. <laughs> well, now that you know your head's not going to be separated from your body, it's right. easy. Yeah. How many gotaways a day at the border do we have? You won't believe this stat straight ahead. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. 
Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash mvr that's netsuite.com slash mvr to get your very own kpi checklist netsuite.com slash mvr the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins um the border the border is secure oh, thanks marcus <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Of course, still, it still is. has no a worries. job, by the way. Still gainfully employed. Who gets fired from this no administration? One. Of course not. Homeland Security, Mayorkas, great nah, job. Great How job. many known gotaways a day, David? What's oh, the stat? This month, the new fiscal year just started, and this hmm. month we are averaging more than 1,000 known gotaways coming across the border every single day. That's known, by the way. That's Yeah, known gotaways. And that's in addition to the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are taking advantage of a mass catch-and-release program under the Biden administration. Did, did you see Axios? It's a uh, generally left-of-center, if not all-out left-wing uh, news organization. They put out an article yesterday, I believe it was, that said that, um, uh, again, the open border... Uh, call or or take is a lie and pushed by right wing disinformation peddlers. God. What do you want to call it? There, they, what they cite is that there's been a significant increase since the early '90s in the number of border patrol agents at the border, okay. which is all fine and dandy. But when you have millions of people over the last two years, almost three years coming into this country, being released into this country, or just sneaking across the border, well, obviously those boots on the ground didn't really do anything. Okay, for the issue we have right now, because we know it's in the millions of people that have come across the border, okay, and yes, you call it an open border. What would these geniuses like us to call it? Right. That's my question. Okay. These are known gotaways. Okay, people have come from around the world. It's not just Mexico. No. Guatemala. I mean, it's all over the world. A lot from the Middle East. Okay, come right through the border. What are we supposed to call that? Uh, Well, the administration likes to call it a challenge. Got it. And then if people break the law and come in... You can't say they're criminals. No, in the history of mankind, if you break the law, you're a criminal. Uh, Asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. Except they just don't tell anybody when they come in. They just meet up with their relatives or, you know, wherever the cartels tell them to go. But you can't call it an open border. That's a right-wing conspiracy. Yeah, that is. Okay. No, the border's secure. (laughs) (laughs) We're all fearing the worst. We, over we, the neck who knows when it's going to happen i don't think that's paranoia either it's not you know that's common sense it is i agree 100 percent. yep okay oh yeah i'll tell you this real quick we'll try to balance out you know news with other stories out there that aren't that important but you know certainly we'll get a reaction there's a new world's hottest pepper this isn't my gig but i know sometimes you like some hot things it's called pepper x hmm 
which is hilarious to me. Is that Elon Musk's new venture? It is not. Smells it's the like same Elon guy Musk. that uh, created Carolina Reapers. Hmm. Oof. Just got everything hotter. So if you want to try that, no thanks. Give you five bucks, Scott. There's a reality show where people eat this stuff. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, I know what the biggest story of the day is. It's what's happening in Israel, and I suppose it's the hospital. Yeah. Well, disinformation peddlers in our own American media who are also very concerned about disinformation spreading uh, spread a bunch of disinformation about Israel uh, launching an airstrike against the hospital, killing 500 people. Only that's not what happened. What happened was a terrorist organization launched from within Gaza some rockets. One of them blew up and then landed in the parking lot of a hospital. And uh, just an update on something else. Jim Jordan falls short in second speaker vote. Well, there you go. Got 13 more to go before he sets the record. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get an update on that. Um, and on the ground reporting in Israel. It's pretty fascinating straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Gen Xer, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Three Jamokes trying to figure it all out. <laughs> Good luck to us. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, there's some common sense stuff with what's going on, not just this country, in Israel. And when you don't see actual common sense from leaders, it's frustrating. Or different statements that you know are just not true. And you have an update on how much money we're spending on, oh. what is it now? Oh, uh, aid going into Gaza, $100 million is 100 what million. Joe Biden has, has pledged. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I'm sure there's a way to vet how that's going to be spent and whose hands that gets into. Well, it's well, just for emergencies, are, uh, housing and food and are, are, medicine. Are, are you suggesting, Jamie, that government aid that goes out willy-nilly might I don't know, not be tracked to and and might not wind up to the places where it is supposed to go. Yeah. Are you telling me that the same mm -hmm. government that lost track of hundreds of billions of dollars in pandemic aid money here in the United States might not be able to track whether or not a terrorist organization gets its hands on some of that aid? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I guess you've got all the evidence to back you up on that, so I'll back you up on that, too. You okay. Know, I have another question. Where well, is the money coming from? We don't have it. Well, you just print it, bro. There's no money. <laughs> well, it, well, I mean, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, actually did just sell part of her stake in Werther's Originals. So we do have some couch cushion money to throw out God, there. It's just... Just throwing just here. Here's a hundred million. Go knock your stuff out. Here's six billion. I know. Here's, you know. I mean, at some and point, I know you think yourself, say, "Well, that money—that's nothing. That's just a, a drop in the bucket. Whatever." And it, the actual money doesn't bother me as much as how do you know this is going to go to aid? Well, you don't. It's like the UN. You know, millions and millions and millions into Gaza, taken right by Hamas. <laughs> building rockets, really, and it's been going on forever. Well, this time they're really going to get the food to the people. Yeah, they right. don't care about the people. I'm waiting for Elizabeth Warren to introduce a Gaza tax. <laughs> it, 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 it must be done. Please. It's only $6 a week. Oh, shut it. Okay.
You're just piling on now. I know. I'm sorry. But hey, is that out of the realm of possibility? Of course not. Not anymore. No. Nothing is. You know, I mentioned uh, Trey Yangst, reporter for Fox News, that's been on the ground. Um, seems pretty good to me, David. You're the one with the news background. You think this guy's solid? Yeah, I think so. I think it's reporting what's being, you know, what, what he's hearing on the ground and then trying to sort through the chaos and all the noise that happens, especially in a wartime situation. I think he does a pretty good job. Speaking of the chaos, I want to play this clip for you and get your reaction. Because he paints a picture of how, honestly, complex it is inside Gaza with all of the different players. Because a lot of times I think we're thinking, well, it's just the civilians and Hamas and some are down with them, some are not. What else is going on? Look, there is activity all across the Gaza Strip. And we're not just talking about Hamas and Islamic Jihad. There are smaller factions like PFLP and DFLP, some of the smaller uh, Palestinian groups that do have rockets and also have fighters throughout Gaza. And they're not just in the northern part of the Gaza Strip. They're in Khan Yunus. They're in Rafah, these other major population centers in Gaza. And as we saw yesterday, a top Hamas commander, likely the highest ranking commander that has been killed by the Israelis since this war erupted, was hiding in a refugee camp in the middle part of the Gaza Strip. And we got the video before the Israelis knew that this was a successful kill. Right. We spoke with a, a Palestinian inside Gaza who confirmed to us they killed this top communications commander from Hamas. So it gives you a sense of where these guys are inside the Strip right. and where some of the top officials are hiding. It is among the civilian population. Yeah. And if you're Israel, you are going to take out Hamas. You got to go through the entire strip to find these people. We've always known this. Does it seem like it's a surprise to the media now? Like that this is going to happen and it will be civilian casualties and it's awful. But, you know, fanning the flames of outrage as it happens, I don't quite understand it. Well, and taking an organization that is a terrorist organization's word when something happens over anything else, or even just common sense, makes it even more shameful. Absolutely. That's what is so hard to understand. And I, I, it's not that I don't think that they would also paint the picture of how awful it is for the people inside Gaza. I get it. And I'm not saying every single person is responsible for electing Hamas, anything like that. But my goodness, man, you're also hearing, as you hear real reporting, there were many people celebrating when Hamas attacked Israel. It went in, I mean, with the slaughter. And it's like a party until they realized, uh-oh, they're going to be coming in here. I mean, yeah, it's complex, but what are you trying to say, that Israel shouldn't do that? Mm -hmm. Right. Or that the scorn always goes in one direction towards Israel. Right? Yes. If there are civilian casualties, and not towards the organization that uses civilians as human shields. It's disgusting. All right, more on that a little bit later. we got to move along. It's that time of the show. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Did we just get shocked? Man, I don't know. I felt what that happened? one. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Woo. I don't know. Uh, today, David, what's your story? Uh, an NYU law student who praised Hamas had her job offer rescinded and is now claiming that that's violence against her. Uh, this lady's name is Rhina Workman. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a lady, he or she. I thought she maybe, but I, goes as non-binary, if that tells you where this person's head is at.
Yep. Okay. So Rhino was the head of the NYU Student Bar Association and put out a statement in the group's newsletter that said she and essentially the organization supported Palestinians' resistance against oppression and that Israel bears full responsibility for the terrorist attack that happened on October 7th. Wow. Well, the law firm that Rhino was going to go work for, Winston and Strawn in Chicago, said, well, you don't have a job here anymore. So the Student Bar Association also removed Rhino, saying, well, hold on a second. They, them, don't speak for us, we. All right? (laughs) Good one. Now a group of student activists have put out a letter the letter signatories condemn the, quote, broader NYU administration for not protecting Rhino as a student and important member of our community. Now, what important acts has, uh, has Rhino Workman done? Well, she had a habit of making Halloween goodie bags for students, as an example, just of how integral she was to the community. <laughs> well, we're going to miss her. Um, and then apparently the fact that she has lost her gig, and the Student Bar Association said, oh, hold on a second. We're not, we're not with that. We're not down with what, what she put out there. Uh, that is, in and of itself, violence. Defending a terrorist organization, not violence. Again, we can <laughs> start the GoFundMe for people like this that are all about Hamas right. and supporting Hamas. And we'll say words are violence. Not only will we get you flight, we can set you up with some cash for just, you know, necessities right. while you're there supporting Hamas. Right. Well, at least I mean, we'll, we'll have a million right. dollars no, by right. the end yeah. of the show we will. to help her and her ilk go support Hamas. Well, they them shows up in Gaza and day one becomes was oh. were. <laughs> Absolutely. But the yeah, it's amazing they don't understand this. No, well... The gingerbread people she was making were non-gender, though. <laughs> They're just flat. Right. Of course. Wow, man. This is something. All these different people that have supported cancel culture. I know. It's coming for you now. Well, yeah, what you said, words or violence yeah. and this, and, you know, it, yep. there's consequences. Well, now we're just dumb college students. We didn't know what we were saying. This is violence to keep a job from me. No. I like that story, David. All right, for what's your story, Scott, what do you got? Adam Schiff today uh, tweeted out, Republicans may make Jim Jordan the speaker. Now, this is Adam Schiff. Jordan would preside over the counting of the electoral votes in the next election after he was deeply involved in trying to overturn the last one. Just when you think it can't be more irresponsible, they prove you wrong. Anybody else want to correct Adam Schiff here? It's the vice president who does that. It's not the speaker (laughs) of the house, you moron. I think he knows what he's saying isn't true, and I don't think he cares. Because I think the minions that follow him will just absolutely believe anything he says. Look at that guy's history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not like here's a guy that takes the truth seriously. I want to make sure everything that I say is factually based. Remember Mike Pence overseeing the electoral count? Remember that? Boy. Uh, my story today, for what's your story, is a new poll out. Polls make news. Um and you guys can guess on this one if you want. How many people will not go to the doctor unless something feels, quote, extremely wrong? Yeah. Not like, hey, this is nagging. You know, I've been dealing with this for a while. I guess I should go. No, something extremely mm. wrong. How many people wait until that point to go to a doctor? Percentage-wise, huh? Yes. 
I'd say 60%. I'd say 65%. And 95% of men. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott wins this one. Mm. He's closest, probably from experience. It's it's two-thirds, and when it's broken down, it's 59% of women, which I think surprised some people, 72% of men. Well, I was one of those people, as you mentioned. Yes. For like seven years, eight years, I didn't go to a doctor. Okay, do you want to go ahead and give no, words I, of I wisdom really right I, now? All I can say is it will kill you. Yeah, it will kill you. What will kill you? If you, don't, if you, if you miss your appointments, you don't keep up on your health. Yes. Eventually, it, it will kill you. It's funny that you phrase it as misappointments. Like you had one scheduled and just something happened. Right. No. Something happened. No, no, you didn't. You would no. You no, I go. didn't go. I, I'll admit it. I didn't go. I'm an idiot. <laughs> For those, and it that almost don't took know. my freaking life. Yeah, yes, 2015 back-to-back heart attacks. Yeah, yeah, had I have caught it early, maybe I would have made the adjustments. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Save myself a missing a paycheck for four years. <laughs> that would have been nice. Oh, it wasn't quite that long. Three years. <laughs> well. Well, yeah, the miracle was that you were never going to be able to do this again. No, it's still, I know, honestly, no, no. And well, we were just past the anniversaries yeah. of the whole thing, and I still some days will look across and see you and be like, you know, it's a miracle he's here. No, and absolutely it is. I mean, and I'm grateful every day. Don't get me wrong, but again, I could have saved myself a lot of grief by just setting up regular doctor's yes. appointments. Yeah, but I was bulletproof. Well, I mean, you know, being up in the hospital, this was like four and five months after it happened. Yeah. And you would talk about the dog in the corner, and there's no dog there. And you're like, oh, my gosh, my boy's never going to make it. Well, that's a miracle you did. That's fentanyl, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And by the way, I like it when you try to tell people, yeah, I was addicted to fentanyl. I got off it. And then you don't give the context. Well, well, like you're this strong survivor of broke right. that addiction. You were in a coma. I was addicted to fentanyl, though. That is true. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, I mean, again, when my daughter was born and she had to be in the NICU, she was on little fentanyl patches. Yep. So that she would stay still enough for her lungs to heal. Yep. That's what so they do it for. You and her, y'all have a uh, support group going. Yep. That is sweet. For fentanyl, you know. Yeah, I love that. If she grows up, I'll we'll both get mugs that say fentanyl survivor <laughs> on it. <laughs> Rashida Tlaib. Did you hear what she said? All right, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. 
If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. Okay, Rashida Talib. Yeah. Uh, Saw this yesterday. She was quick to blame, wasn't she? Yeah, she's well, she's a Democrat who represents the interests of Hamas. Uh, she reacted to the so-called hospital bombing that happened uh, yesterday in, or in uh, Gaza. Uh, she wrote, Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, just like that. Then she called out Joe Biden. This is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. Okay. Was and that a threat? It, I guess. I mean, to me, I, I forget who it was, but somebody pointed out, you know, the House of Representatives should be looking to remove her uh, like today, but instead Republicans are dithering over whether or not they can find a speaker of the House candidate they like. Yeah, and you hear the elite shriek when someone suggests that. Yeah. She doesn't go along with the beliefs of the country. No. It was interesting. You know, they were talking about that. It was an interview, Megyn Kelly, with Ron DeSantis. And that whole idea, as far as visas, and, you know, anybody that wants to live in America that doesn't believe in America's principles, and how does that make sense? And this is part of what he said. You know, if you had shown up at Ellis Island in 1900, uh, and you were saying that you supported Islamic Jihad, for example, which they probably weren't <laughs> thinking in those terms right at that time. Although, you know, our country did fight the Barbary pirates under Jefferson. So they had they had experience dealing with terrorism from the beginning with the founders. But that probably wouldn't have been necessary. You would have been turned away from Ellis Island if you came and you rejected the basic foundational principles of America, you would have been rejected from coming into this country. That That's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a little further in the conversation. I thought this was pretty good. You are just somebody who rejects basic Western values, uh, basic conception of freedom. Then that's not something that's good. And we can learn a lesson from what Europe has done uh, over the last 10 or 20 years. They did mass immigration from parts of the world that rejected uh, their values. And what happened is those people, because they were coming in such big numbers, they didn't assimilate into those societies so much as they've now tried to change those societies to mimic the societies they had left. That's not how America's always been. It's always been people come and they assimilate into our way of life. Uh, that is something that's been kind of frowned on by our elites in recent years, but it's just simply unsustainable for a country that's based on this founding creed uh, to continue being a strong country, you know, if we're importing large numbers of people that reject the basic conception of America. 
Totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, and, and on the part of Rashida Tlaib, not only is she anti-American, but she's just openly lying and doubling and tripling down on this lie that Israel bombed a hospital. They didn't. The hospital wasn't even bombed. It was a parking lot. It just keeps going on with the lie. I mean, considering where this story started to where it is now. I know. Holy cow. Yeah. And what DeSantis was saying reminds me of what's a popular saying in Texas, David. Don't California my Texas. You're coming here. Yeah, I agree. Don't bring that crap with you. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the president in Israel is making a lot of news. Yeah, well, uh, of course, one of the big topics of conversation with the Hamas-Israel war going on right now is, well, American media spread a bunch of pro-Hamas propaganda yesterday, claiming that Israel had blown up a hospital in Gaza, killing 500 people. They're still saying hundreds dead. However, independent analysts and now our government and, and our Pentagon have said it doesn't appear to be a rocket that was launched from uh, Israel. It was launched from inside Gaza and landed in a parking lot near the hospital. The group Islamic Jihad has been blamed for it. And one of my favorite side stories to this, there's a guy named uh, Ben Collins. He's a disinformation reporter for NBC <laughs> News. Yeah. And he's actually an award-winning uh, uh, disinformation reporter. Spread this uncritically without any sort of skepticism that maybe just maybe Hamas was lying about this. Uh, And then when it turned out, well, no, not only did the hospital itself not get bombed, and not only was it not Israel uh, that did it, but in fact it it blew up some cars in a parking lot, and people, I have no reason to doubt that people were injured or killed in this, but it probably wasn't 500 people. You know what wow. guys like this are saying? What? They're blaming Elon Musk. Huh? Because, well, Twitter, it's just so hard to sift through what's real and what's not now that he's taking down guardrails on Twitter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. The people that were reporting that it was Israel that launched the attack to the hospital was Hamas. Right. And you're taking their word for it, you freaking dope. And, and then you're blaming Elon Musk. Yeah, and apparently it wasn't random Twitter accounts either. It was the New York Times. And the New York Times, part of the story, they showed a photo of a bombed out building that wasn't the hospital, along with that headline. Oh, my goodness. To geez. create the image that this hospital had been bombed. And now they're turning around and blaming Elon Musk because they're idiots who look at anything anti Israel and uh, just expect it to be true. I mean, to me, I, it's, it's the new thing of just blaming Elon Musk. It's like, honey, no, I wasn't sleeping with the maid. It's just that ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter, I can't tell which women are you and which women aren't you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a little board, there's a little board with two names on it. 
blame Trump. If that doesn't work, blame Elon Musk. Right, exactly. Yeah, right, it's impossible. That, blame them both. Well, and, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is, a, is saying, how many years ago I wish Elon Musk would have been around? No <laughs> yeah. kidding. Blame no that kidding. whole thing on, oh, the on him. Yeah. Well, and then President Biden came out today and said, well, I, I think it was actually by the, quote, other team. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that was. Oh, Robbins loves this. It's <laughs> deeply saddened and outraged by the... Uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday and based on what I've seen it appears as though it was done by the other team not not you but there's a lot of people out there not sure so we got a lot we got to overcome a lot of things nobody talks that way no one says that he does the other team golly I, I don't even know where to start with that well it seems he's trying to do this dance where he's all supporting Israel, however, you know there, you know there was a stern talking to as far as Biden and Netanyahu. You got to abide by the rules of war, mm-hmm. okay, and going to hold them accountable. And at the same time, you know, don't want to talk too much about the atrocities of Hamas. Want to just walk that fine line. So I don't know if that's why he said other team. Who knows? The other he team. says all sorts of crazy things. Right. I really think it's just because he forgot. Is it Islamic Jihad? Is it Hamas? Is it some other group? Right. I think it's just because the guy's senile and can't remember anything. You're probably right. And then slipped in some sort of back in the day when he was playing halfback for his high school football team. Flanker back, sir. (laughs) He plays flanker back. That's what he said. By the way, as far as... the leader of our country on the world stage right there. Who's okay with that? 80 million. 81, 81 sorry. Stop it. 81 million. <laughs> right. Uh, as far as the media, going with the Hamas talking points, I just want to play you this clip from Good Morning America. And this is uh, Mola Lange with the reporting. And just see what you think of what he says here. Uh, This morning, we spoke with a senior Hamas official who is based here in Beirut, who insisted that Israel targeted the hospital in Gaza yesterday as part of what he characterized as an Israeli extermination war against the Palestinians. And he blamed the United States as being complicit in that war. Now, of course, this comes amid tensions on the Lebanon-Israel border, daily clashes between Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed militia here in Lebanon, and Israeli defense forces, artillery and missile strikes on both sides, Human Rights Watch recently confirming the use of white phosphorus by the IDF. Now, people living on both sides of the border, as you can imagine, fearing the worst, fleeing their homes, those small villages and border towns, afraid that they're going to get caught in a larger war. George? Uh, what do you think, Dave? A Hamas official in Beirut told me this, right? which means the guy was lying and you were a patsy for his disinformation. I never want to hear these high-profile media people talk about how, oh my gosh, Facebook memes and disinformation, oh oh gosh, uh." I never want to hear them freak out about that ever again because they are the biggest disinformation peddlers on the freaking planet. Absolutely. And then they get very angry that they don't have the credibility that they used to have. Yeah. Because so many people have seen through it. Well, I was watching that going, you got to be kidding me, man. 
you understand this is a terrorist group. They were applauding what they did with the women, the children. My goodness, dude. Okay. More on that a little bit later. Uh, There was an opinion piece. Uh, We don't have to get too deep into it. Uh, Sometimes the headline sort of says it all. And as the colleges taught my generation to hate America, are we surprised that they hate Israel too? No. And yeah, it's the anti-American sentiment that exists on college. And every once in a while we get into something like this, David, and you were the closest to college, you know, being a millennial. Did you notice a lot of this throughout your time in college? No. This is what, uh, 15, 17 years ago? Yeah, not, not as... Not as loud as it is right now, but I'll tell you, I went to the University of North Texas in Denton and uh, I mean, very liberal campus, you know, there were, but, but it didn't seem to reach the level that even that campus is at right now. I mean, I, I, I have talked, I've kept up with one of the people who's one of my mentors there when I was going through school who said, dude, you would not even recognize this place anymore the way that people behave, the way that... And it's not everybody. It's a, it's still a relatively small part of the population. But it is a very, very loud and aggressive part of the uh, population of that student body. And I, I think there's been an anti-American strain for a long time in academia, if nothing else, because it makes people feel smarter to say, well, we're not one of these raw, raw, flag-waving patriot people. We think. We've read Howard Zinn. We know the truth about America. (laughs) But the difference is, usually people would grow out of it eventually. Not to say that everybody would become a conservative or a Republican, but they would kind of moderate their views because they got a sense of what the real world was. Right. That doesn't seem to be the case here. If anything, you've got the adults in the room telling people to lean into the insanity. Yes, and it is this whole oppressor versus the oppressed. Everything. Oh, everything. That's why race is such a big deal, everything else. And, you know, it was C.J. Pearson that wrote the piece. He, 21 years old, said, yeah, I wasn't surprised because it wasn't that long ago I was there. And people ask, how could so many young people who proudly identify as woke side with barbarians in pro-Palestinian territories where homosexuality is punishable by death? And then you look at women's rights compared to the Western world. And freedom of expression is near non-existent. And then get on this side. Mm -hmm. That's brainwashing, man. That's the only thing you can say about it. Yep. I've seen different people writing about, you know what? A lot of these people get done with their college careers before they get into the workplace. <laughs> they need to be deprogrammed. Yeah. Well, in some ways, you're like, okay, well, that's some scary language. Everybody knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, do you have a real sense of reality how the world works? No, you've been protected from it. In some ways, yes. By your parents or other people. And just indoctrinated with a bunch of beliefs that are really not true. Well, and sometimes you're told you're special your entire life, and you believe it. Oh, there's that, too. Yeah. Oh, hold on. It was switching gears. Didn't Kamala Harris speak to something like this, David? Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, doesn't like that corporations and local governments are doing away with things like diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
And mostly it's because they're realizing that DEI is a money pit that produces absolutely nothing but more resentment. And so, I mean, when you even have some university programs absent a state government telling them to do away with it, starting to sort of back off on the hiring of DEI officials, that tells you there's something wrong with the program because it doesn't accomplish anything. No, it's not merit-based. No. no. You're checking a box. Yeah, and so she says, well, you know, only extremists are against it. Man, what is it with these people and the word extreme? Extreme weather, extreme this. It's like this catchphrase all the time. You look at what's happening in states like Florida where they are undoing DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, where corporations are starting to shut down a priority on those issues. Right. You notice how many people have moved there? And have moved out of California, where you're yeah. from? Diversity is our strength. No, it's not. This country always has been. No, it has not. Stop with that lie. Merit. I'm so tired of that lie. It can be. It can be an advantage. Sure. It's not the strength. Gets back to the point about immigration. Equity. Well, what is the importance of equity? It's basic. It's this. While we all want to fight for equality... Everybody should get the same amount. That doesn't take into account the fact not everybody starts out on the same base. Yeah, here we go. The same thing. You can't have equal outcomes. There's not equal outcomes in anything. Nope. That's just life. So if you're giving everybody the same amount, but they didn't start out on the same base, they're going to end up behind. And equity says, let's pay attention to that. No, you're an and excuse make up maker. For especially historic. Uh-huh. issues in terms of the lack of resources being put into communities. Can't, it's simple, man. If you can't make it here, where are you going to make it, Kamala? Where? Tell me where. And how disrespectful to people who have worked their fannies off and tails off to get yeah. ahead, who started with nothing. That's, those stories are everywhere in America. You know what, man? I heard a great clip. Thomas Sowell, I've brought different clips of him on the show at different times for the wisest guys of the past few generations. He speaks to this when talking about why people hate Jews. Okay, this this is related to the nonsense that she just said. Yep. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in a few. Um, also, David, you have a story of a pro-Hamas activist helping to decide who gets asylum in the United States. Yeah. This is unreal. All coming up right here. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend the hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 36,000 
25-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. All right, it's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before I get to my clip of uh, Thomas Sowell talking about his opinion of why so many people hate Jewish people, um, the story of this pro-Hamas activist helping yeah. to decide who gets asylum in the United States. Yeah, not not just an activist. Uh, the U.S. Immigration Enforcement Agency has hired a former spokeswoman for the Palestinian Liberation Organization and put her in a position to determine who gets to come into this country as an immigrant or asylum seeker. Uh, this was from the Daily Wire. They did a deep dive exposing this person, um, who also, by the way, uh, this DHS official has posted pictures on social media of Hamas terrorists parachuting in with guns and writing, quote, F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. Well, she broke the glass ceiling. There's never been a pro-Hamas terrorist yeah. that's worked inside the White House. So this is a first. Nejwa Ali is her name. And it, it's not like her connection to uh, Palestinian radicalism was all that long ago. I mean, it was 2016, 2017 that she wow. was a public affairs officer for the Palestinian delegation to the U.S., Man. God, it's just. Okay, when someone asks you before I play this clip, why is it so many people have such hatred for Jewish people? Yeah. What's your first thought? This, well, indoctrination, it's been drummed into their heads. How about in history then? Oh. Uh, Christianity. Even before Christianity. Oh, it's because they have the audacity to want to set up their own kingdom in a region where a lot of people didn't want them there. That's part of it. Thomas Sowell, and this clip has made the rounds. Uh, this was him doing an interview for a book that was released a little while back. And there's a whole chapter of why he thinks people hate Jewish people. And just for time's sake, I'll, I'll play this part of the clip where he's talking about it's because they're successful. I was just going to say that. Gosh dang it. Yep. And yep. and especially in the United States from poverty, when you become successful, if you're not successful, yep. you can either hate yourself or hate the other person. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but listen. There are people who, 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 have met, who have succeeded an awful lot in the midst of other people who have not. Uh, years ago, one uh, official of one of the Jewish organizations in New York asked me, well, what can Jews themselves do uh, in order to minimize the hostility they face? I gave him a one-word answer. Fail. <laughs> Because as long as you succeed, you're going to be hated. 
So the source is su uh, success. It's not only the success, it's the success starting in poverty, as the Jews did in the United States and in, other, in many other countries. Uh, and so they, they, you, you not only see them succeed, you see them rise up uh, from, from the bottom past other people, and the people they've passed don't like it. But there's also the fact that the role they play economically is, has never been understood. And it goes on from that. It, it, I just love listening to Thomas Sowell. I feel like every time I learn something else, that's sort of rare. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, I mean, probably the hospital part of the Israel war. Yeah, and the, the fact that you have members of Congress, American media spreading this lie that Israel bombed a hospital when it actually wasn't even bombed and it wasn't Israel that bombed it. Um, they seem hell-bent on getting as many people killed and as many Jewish people targeted all around the world. And it's really disgusting and disturbing. And, you know, I'll admit it, as somebody who was uncomfortable when Trump started calling media the enemy of the people, I'm, I was completely wrong all those years ago. They are the enemy of the people. Absolutely. Yeah, if someone lies to you all the time, on purpose, that person's not your friend. That's an enemy. News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial of David Van Camp and the sexy boomer, the bandwagon guy with the Texas Rangers hat. That's Scott Robin. I'm on. I'm on board. Yep. Major League okay. Baseball hates you, Scott. Just I know. a reminder. Just, just a keep reminder. going back. They'll change. Don't worry, David. Sure. This time it'll be different. Mm -hmm. Pro-Hamas demonstrators surround U.S. Embassy in Beirut after Palestinian officials falsely blame Israel for hospital bombing. Oh, yeah, there were protests all over the Arab world because of the false news that went out that Israel had launched an airstrike against a, a hospital in Gaza when actually it was probably a rocket sent from inside of Gaza by a group called what Islamic Jihad. Yep. And it landed in a parking lot. Unless the people of Gaza are really good at reconstructing a hospital building, and they did it overnight, because oh. there's no damage to the hospital. Isn't that something? All the news you saw about oh, yeah. this, mm -hmm. and all the false images. Yeah. But I guess the memo hasn't gotten to these other people that know that actually didn't happen, and it certainly wasn't an Israeli rocket. Oh, no. And, and that's why, you know, again, it doesn't really matter what the truth is. The impact has been made in that, you know, officials from Egypt and Jordan didn't bother to meet with uh, Joe Biden during his trip over there. And so Joe Biden got back on Air Force One, and I guess he's heading home now because um, the disinformation worked. Those nation's leaders, even if they know what the truth is, they're not willing to risk some sort of uprising within their own countries just for Joe Biden, they're not willing to do that. Okay, call me crazy and call me out for what I started thinking about here in this story. I thought of the 2020 riots in the United States, mm. and I thought of our media. Because if you remember, all the riots start, no justice, no peace for George Floyd, right? The cops had been arrested. So the the no justice, no peace thing for a lot of people didn't make sense. Like, what, what else do you want them to do? But then as you heard about it, wait a second, man, there was fentanyl in that guy. 
like reportedly enough to kill him. And he said he couldn't breathe when he was sitting in the car. Our media wouldn't tell anybody that. You know what's weird about that fact? You bring it up. I would bet nine out of ten people have never heard that before. Which is crazy Never to me. heard that before, that he was talking about not breathing while sitting inside the police car. Because you think of the image of George Floyd, how that's known around the world, and how many people actually know the details. I'm not telling you that, okay, it was just fine. No, Anything else, you can make not. your mind up on that. But right. as far as like the facts that were an integral part of the story were never told to people. No. And it was on purpose. And I'm reminded of it as I'm looking at this story and thinking about our own media, talking about, well, uh, I talked to a Hamas spokesperson, and they said it was Israel. And, and you know, it, tensions are huge here. Instead of saying, listen, we're trying to tell people that here's the evidence. This didn't happen. No, it's not that. Yeah. It's, well, perception is still there, and that, that means we have issues. Yeah. And, it, and then it goes in the next part, it goes into, well, and the reason the perception is because Israel had been oppressors for the Palestinian people. Right. And that's that's why this is mm-hmm. like the decades of white cops hunting down black men in America. Right. It's, it's insane. It's crazy to me. All right. Somebody, you said, David, just bodied American media. Who is this? It's on this topic, and I can't believe I'm bringing this guy's name up, but David Draymond from the band Disturbed. Wow. Comes out and goes, quote, media that so eagerly spread the libel that it was the IDF that bombed the hospital in Gaza. You have directly endangered Jews all over the world, unjustifiably, again, all caps. There has to be consequences for such erroneous reporting. It's incitement on an unprecedented level. I agree with him 100%. That is purposeful incitement. Yes, I do agree with that. Wow. And what do now, you think of that, Scott? I, uh, I think David Draymond is on point. Well, there you go. And I'm going to be playing Disturbed the rest of the day. No, you <laughs> won't. You've made fun of them for years. What's that thing that he does? Is that him? That's him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's down with the sickness. <laughs> I can't do it like him, but hey. He's hey I'd like to hear you do it. Can your cat do it? My cat? Yeah. No. Well, maybe when yakking up a hairball. Oh, there, that was a thing that this has been yes. a while back, but it was a cat that they said could sing Down With The Sickness Down by Disturbed, the, yeah, right. if you remember that at all. Are you hungry? <laughs> I know I got a, don't got a lot of followers, but if someone can make that cat sound to Down With The Sickness, the ooh-ah-ah-ah-ah, that'd be great. Right. So then they put the cat in there, of course. This oh. is all... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I figured you would love that. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I could hear that a hundred times. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Yeah, we might get back to that a little bit later in the show. Gosh, that is really, really good. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. People, Uh, that's the great thing, right, about YouTube and all the people just sitting around going, hey, you know what? Guy's probably smoking a bowl going, you know, this would be fun. Yeah, I think that cat sounds a little bit like uh, disturbed. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, as far as Americans in Israel <laughs> that want to come home, yeah. you see what Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, has yeah, done? Yeah. Well, this isn't getting any attention from national media, is it? Oh, no, because Joe Biden didn't get anybody home. No, got him to Greece. Yeah. Um, and so DeSantis was doing this interview with Megyn Kelly and talked about this. This is pretty good. Yeah, so uh, we have a lot of Floridians that are over in Israel. We've got great uh, synergy between our state and that, and that country. So we knew there'd be people that wanted to get back, many hundreds, maybe even more than a thousand. And they were not getting any luck with the State Department or with the embassy. So I did an executive order last week uh, activating Florida emergency response uh, to be able to bring planes in there and take people back home. So we had the first plane of 271 on Sunday night. The thing about that, Megan, is there were 91 children. Uh, you know, I had mothers that had that were stranded with three or four kids. I had, I had one family with 10 kids that they were trying to get back uh, to Florida. Now- 10 kids. Mm-hmm. Where were the news cameras? Dang. To do the interview, what was it like? Usually you would see that sort of thing. Oh, that's that DeSantis. Yeah, that guy. Media doesn't like him. Now, we didn't limit it to just Floridians because if there's people that are struggling to get to Georgia or New York or whatever, uh, we're all Americans and we want to help people. But it is it is limited to Americans. I'll tell you this, though. Um, you can come across the southern border and the federal government will fly you all across the country free of charge. They'll put you up in nice hotels at taxpayer expense. They're not charging the illegal aliens, yet they're going to charge people fleeing a war zone and then dump them in Greece. They're not even bringing them back to the United States. So we have more flights coming. Uh, Next one will be tomorrow morning. We are taking people from Israel, but we're also going to stop in Athens, Greece, to pick up people that the federal government may have stranded. Uh, And so we anticipate uh, many hundreds more that we'll be able to uh, rescue over the Mm -hmm. next couple days, and and we're happy to do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, this guy thrives under diversity. He's really good. Adversity, at it. I think, is what adversity. What did I say? Diversity. You, diversity. Diversity. you mean like bringing in lots yeah. of different people? From, okay, I'm like I'm trying to track. Hey, AOC incorporates herself into my brain all the <laughs> I time. I hear that. Yeah, I'm trying to spit it out the other direction. I come up with these words. Yeah, that don't mean. Thank you, David, for catching that. People are probably looking at diversity. What the hell are you talking about? He is not great. It doesn't seem on the debate stage like he is in a setting like that or just talking about no. policy and getting things done. Because I hear that he sounds way more relaxed, like you've heard him in other situations when you thought, man, this dude could be president. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really good. What? And I know people say, well, that's just sort of a political stunt because you're running for president. Did he get people out? So what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. People got out. I don't care if it's a damn political stunt or not. It's action. It's more it's than our action. government is doing. Of course. Man, oh, man. Okay. I don't see any uh, J.B. Pritzker flying his plane down there for anything. <laughs> or any of these other jackass, you know, liberal governors. No. No, you certainly don't. Uh, new Gallup poll. More than 1,500 teenagers. Check this. Average teenager spends how much time on social media every single day? What do you think it is? Four hours. Uh, I'd say six hours. It's 4.8 on social media. Okay, that's not good. 
Uh, no, it's so not. You look at any study whatsoever, it'll tell you that's awful. Well, I mean, a lot of times that's how they communicate. You know, on Snapchat, they don't text, they use the Snapchat. Right. Man, I'm, I'm really trying to hold the line with my kids. And my wife, my wife is, is along with me on that, by the way, about limiting screen time. And in some ways, she's actually more radical than I am on it. Um, just trying to make sure that the kids aren't watching TV all the time. And, you know, somebody had brought up, hey, are you going to get them a little tablet? They make these kids' tablets now. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not doing crack, Junior, for my kids. Yeah, because you got three and one, correct? Uh, four and two. Oh, gosh, Almost time flies. And now just over two. Wow. Boy, doesn't that happen, Scott? The other <laughs> kids grow up a lot faster. <laughs> like your buddy's kids. You're like, what? Huh? Yeah, I know. How'd that happen? Exactly. Um, yeah, man. And it, you know, we have these chats off air all the time, like talking about, you know, fatherhood and then this stage. And then you get to this next stage. When it's the like tweens with the social media, that's when the pressure ramps yeah. up hard. And yeah, trying to hold the line on that. Uh, but more girls than boys spend at least four hours on social media. I don't think that's a surprise either. No. Sexy! Yeah. No, it's just common sense if you know boys and girls. Um, man, I don't know what you do about it other than really just try to police it and try to tell your kids as much as possible. This is how it's harming you, and this is how it's harming your brain. I don't know if that would do any good. Well, and you just got to understand, there there are going to be times they're going to hate you. Yes. They just are. Yeah, because you're going to be, you know, the one person to set the rules. Right. You know, and who knows if it works out or not. I used to tell both my daughters, my goal isn't so much to be your friend, but when you're 25, that you would say to me, hey, I'm glad that you parented me the way you did. I got less than a year. I'm not sure if I'm going to get that mark or not, but that was the goal. But yeah, you know, because the truth is, you know better than your kids. You do. Forget what the left is telling you. That's nonsense. All right, much more to get to. Um, Joe Biden in Israel. Would you say embarrassing in the United States on the world stage? Uh, yeah. To a degree, yes. Next. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. 
In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Joe Biden in Israel. Um, you had this clip, David. Yeah. Uh, sounds like the president not exactly full of energy here. Well, he was trying to inspire Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu during this uh, crisis uh, point in Israel, and he sort of just nodded off. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, with Biden? What? Are you kidding me? Everyone's watching. I mean, there's sometimes you could get lulled by something, but my goodness. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Ask not what your country can do for you, but anyway, that's a story for a different time. (laughs) You know, it's not funny. I understand it's not. But at the same time, I don't know what else you're going to do, man. That's not the only time he's ever given up on a sentence before. It holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway, she <laughs> like to be able to is nowhere we, even there. We have nothing to fear, but you, you know the thing. God. Yeah, he's had that one. All too. men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Right. Yeah. Just in case you thought David was exaggerating or yeah. something. The great Yogi Berra said, "It's not over till." Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lion, dog face, pony soldier. <laughs> right. Mr. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> <Anyway>. yeah. <laughs> Cause if not, you know what there's gonna be? True international average of pressure. Right. And you right. don't want that. No, no you definitely no. don't want that. I'll unleash true international average of pressure, buddy. Yes. Knock it off. Well, you know what the history books are gonna show? No. Not tonight. But they are? I think so. No one not done it. The history books will note it. Right. Got it. I've turned to the not to not chapter. It is full. It's rich. It's a history you don't know about. Sir. There's multiple not to not volumes, actually. Yes, there are. Yes. Yeah. And if you stop at one, you'll never understand the full crux of the business. Right. You, you gotta you, go second and third not to not. You can't just jump midstream into not to not either. You've, well, you've it was really a biblical got... book. It was the the second chapter of Natana, but it got yeah. left out. Right. It's, it's, final... a, it's yeah. apocryphal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You know what else? What? I got hairy legs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you do, sir. <laughs> On the world stage. 
Sometimes I'm reminded it was just like this off comment one time, Joe Rogan on his podcast, and it just always made me laugh. Everybody knows he's out of his mind. <laughs> he's just, he's barely hanging in there. <laughs> well, that was a long time ago, too. The guy wants four more years. Four, four more years. And, and people are like, how could it be that there's a significant number of even Democrats who aren't convinced he'll even survive another four more years? Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy. No one. Not I know. I know. History books will know it. No. I already know it. Jeez. Uh, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Of course. Seems like we're piling on that sort of thing. Back in the day when my grandpa worked for the oil company, back in the Yeah, whatever. This is the Markley Van Camp drop. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you had a clip from CNN? Uh, yeah, so uh, we know what happened now, or at least we have a, a, a better sense of what happened at that hospital in Gaza. The initial story was that is Israel launched an airstrike and blew up a hospital. Whoa. Right. Killing 500 people, at least. And while it's not actually true, it was a uh, apparently a rocket fired by a group called Islamic Jihad that failed to, uh, well, fully launch and wound up landing in the parking lot. So certainly not 500 people are dead. There, there may be casualties. I, there may be people who died from that. Uh, but it, w- the hospital was not bombed at all. Um, and uh, there are still people kind of doubling down on this claim. Now, Sarah Seidner was talking uh, from CNN, was talking with a, uh, a representative of the prime minister's office, uh, spokeswoman, uh, what, what's her name, uh, Tal Heinrich. And she said, hey, you know, but somebody online said that Israel bombed that hospital. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, roll that. You did have someone who is a reservist uh, who went online. He's also an influencer. He went online and he made these statements that basically Israel had bombed this hospital because there were, as he put it, Hamas terrorists inside. He then took that down. That went all over the world. Is he right? Is that true? And how do you prove otherwise? So I'm not personally familiar with this specific reservist and, and, and the comment that he made and what he posted, what he took down. But um... well, what do you mean? It's an influencer. What well, the hell does that even mean? Well, yeah. That, that, Seriously, <laughs> how do you become an influencer? Is it the number of people? Yeah. How many? What's the number? I don't know. Hundred fifty. Five hundred. I don't know what it is. Why are you mad? Because at me? it makes me crazy. Because they say influencer. <laughs> yeah. Like we're all supposed to go. Well, okay. Well, yes. like they have some sort of credibility because that's who they are. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, we got uh, some guy online saying this. Well, he's an influencer, What do you have to say about that? Yeah. 
Okay, it rolls on. Um, first, um, there is an abundance of evidence that Israel was not behind that strike, that it was a missile that fell short inside the Gaza Strip. The U.S. president just confirmed that based on the evidence that we have shown him. Uh, and also, there is an abundance of, of other evidence, including videos and, and, and this um, phone call between Hamas militants that was intercepted, in which they basically admit that it wasn't, it wasn't us. Okay. Well, I, I like the retort that's coming from some uh, corners of the, uh, oh, my gosh, they murdered 500 people in a hospital crowd. It's like, well, you know, the Israeli government has lied before. Well, yeah, tell me a government that hasn't lied. Right. And hasn't tried to make their case in the best way possible on the world stage at war. Well, yeah, of course. I'm not saying that Israel isn't capable of lying, but in this case, when you have independent analysts going, yeah, I, it, doesn't, it certainly doesn't look like that hospital was bombed, and the angle of approach and the debris field and everything would suggest that this was one of those glorified pipe bombs that uh, Palestinian terrorists like to hurl over at Israel that just kind of blew up uh, before it reached its intended target. Yes. So then you have, you know, all these people in the region that were going to meet with Biden. Uh, canceled, canceled for political reasons. Because there's an uprising and there's protests and there's all this because all these people believe it was Israel that bombed the hospital. Yeah. And killed all these people. And then you have Hezbollah calling for another day of terror or anger, whatever they call it. Yeah. You know, and you're supposed to take that seriously. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. But again, that's a whole group of people that are not interested in what actually happened. They're looking for an excuse. Yeah. Well, there's college kids at Harvard who are apparently going to be uh, marching in protest of Israel bombing a hospital, killing 800 people. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw some pictures of it earlier. They're already gathering. Have they? Did they get the memo yet that that didn't happen? Or do they just not care? They, they don't, don't care. care. Remember when we always used to say this? Sometimes people just look for an excuse to riot or protest oh, or yeah. whatever, because that's just what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not based on facts of what has actually happened. It's just another case of that. So that was CNN. We've mentioned Trey Yinkst from Fox. And, you know, this was hours ago now. And, you know, I don't trust anybody, to be honest, but you just follow people over time and then some trust can be built up. And it seems like this guy is really out to find out what's truly happening. I'll just play you a report from uh, earlier today and see what you think. Let's go. Go to the early report. Thank you. Oh, President Biden was supposed to have a very important meeting with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. That meeting was canceled. In response, despite the evidence following this hospital explosion, both the King of Jordan and top Egyptian leadership in Cairo, many countries in the Gulf, including Qatar and Bahrain, immediately blamed the Israelis for what took place. And it gives you a sense of the tension on the ground here and the reality of war. And the reality of war, especially in the Middle East, is that people take sides. Yeah. It's part of our job to gather as much information as we can, cut through the emotion, and try to gather the facts on the ground. And the facts that we have point to this being a failed launch inside Gaza. Right. By the way, when you think about Biden going over there, and there are a lot of different people that have theories on why he went, do you think it was really, like, planning 
that was going on, say, between Netanyahu and Biden? No. Because that's what uh, Trey believes. I'll just play this little clip. and see Let's go back to President Biden's visit, because it's critical. Like I said, this is not just a show of support, shaking hands and a hug on the tarmac. This is a legitimate planning meeting for the Americans and the Israelis, understanding that when Israel enters the Gaza Strip, and according to our sources here, they will launch a ground invasion. It's not a matter of if, but rather when. In response to that massacre 12 days ago in southern Israel, they plan to go and destroy Hamas. Now, when that happens, some analysts believe Hezbollah, the largest Iranian proxy in the Middle East, will immediately start firing on Israel, not just in the north, but across this country. They have thousands of precision-guided missiles, they have rockets, they have their own artillery, and they have thousands of fighters who could be used in a ground operation. So the Americans have to make a decision about how they will support their key Middle East ally, Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you heard rumblings of different people thinking Biden's going there to try to talk Netanyahu out of this ground invasion. Mm-hmm. I just can't see that happening. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think Biden went over there uh, to try to have video of him, you know, entering a war zone and whatnot. Um, more than anything, I, I would believe that, you know, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who spent time in Israel, uh, was there to coordinate what the response will be. I do believe that there are American officials there coordinating with the Israeli government and trying to get a sense of what they're going to have to be responding to and and and, and explaining. Uh, but it wasn't Biden. Biden's brain dead. I can't imagine him saying, here, here's how I'd go about right. this. BB, this is what I'd do. Okay, more on that later. Um, also, David, you had actually what happened at the hospital. Yeah. We should get to coming up in a few. Yeah. Um, as far as what's going on in the United States, and yes, there's a no another pro-Palestinian rally in New York going on, um, but more companies are taking back job offers yeah. to some of these people that are obviously pro-Hamas. Oh, yeah. The, so you've got top U.S. law firm Davis Polk that has announced in an internal email that it has rescinded letters of employment for three different law students at Harvard and Columbia because they signed on to organizational statements about Israel, uh, blaming Israel for the terror attack that happened 12 days ago. Um, and I love the language that was put out by the email or by the uh, uh, Neil Barr, uh, one of the folks there at Davis Polk who said these statements are simply contrary to our firm's values, and thus we concluded that we're sending these offers were appropriate and upholding our responsibility to provide a safe and inclusive work environment for all Davis Polk employees. Now, all the people out there <laughs> praising Hamas on college campuses, how many of them do you think support the idea of like diversity, equity, inclusion, safe spaces, cry closets, etc.? Right. And they just had that ideology thrown right back at them because this wasn't about microaggressions. This was cheering on a terror campaign. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we talked a little bit about it. Uh, the law professor at the uh, University of California, Berkeley, Solomon, said, don't hire my anti-Semitic law students. And yeah, you shouldn't hire them. I don't think they ever expected that. But you get his point. Why would you want to hire these people? You want those types of people working for you? Oh, I mean, 
pro-genocide people? Uh, no. No thanks. Yeah, that's tough. Well, what about, you know, diversity of thought? No, 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 no. No, that crosses a line. Yeah. I mean, again, you can have diversity of thought and try to add nuance to an overall conversation about Israel and Palestine and Gaza and the West Bank and whatnot. That's, that's okay. You can have disagreements about policy. But when you're cheering on a ruthless terror campaign, yeah, that crosses a line. That's in different territory. Totally agree. All right. Uh, quick question. How many people never pay in cash anymore? Just saw this story. I don't. You never do. Never do. The only time I do is when Boy Scouts are selling popcorn or Girl Scouts cookies. Are you saying 80% of people? At least. Yeah. Uh, David? I'd say some, uh, probably 75%. Um, it's 8%. Never pay cash. Eight? Yes. Well, how do they live? Well, it, it's not. It's that they never. It's like every once in a while you'll use cash for something. Oh. It's never. It's a pretty strong word, Scott. Well, I can't. I can't remember the last time I did. I mean, seriously, for anything. I mean, if you're going like uh, to a local, say, high school game of some sort that they charge to get in, not just paying with a yeah, card. No, I suppose. But you, if you go to like, I went to several minor league baseball games this year. Leave your cash at home, mister. They don't accept it. I understand that. But you're, never. It's just very strong. Okay, it probably is. I probably did use it to get into watch my granddaughter play in the band. You are really uh, I just happen, tight today, Scott. I just happen to think about that. Yeah. Remember that day, what was it five years ago, Scott? We had someone come in and massage Robbins on the air. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. But you said you were going to do it again. No, I didn't. Yes, he did. That day you're like, this is actually really good. I think it's... Well, I don't want to do it again, so don't start. Okay. Okay. Anybody want to message me, I'll give you a No, don't. Don't do it. (laughs) I'm just saying I'm here to help. Um, 30% of people said they rarely do. Yeah. But yeah. And then there's other people that are saying, you know what? I want to use cash more and more now because they don't want their purchases tracked someone's accepts it maybe but it's tough you can't you know it's just difficult well you're buying you know maybe a piece maybe some ammo maybe you don't want that tracked yeah yeah after the whole visa and uh, there were other cards that were saying they were going to start tracking any purchases yeah gun stores uh ammo is cash in the van camp household now yeah no i understand that i get it i would do the same thing do it with your Funko Pops, right? You don't oh. want anybody to know about it. My lawn jarts first. Those are dangerous. <laughs> All right. Got to get to another news update. Oh, and a piece of audio. You're going to love straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized 
solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, you have a piece of audio. All right. I'm hoping that I heard this wrong. Okay. But I was getting some audio that Scott wanted for the uh, trifecta uh, coming up in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across something that I haven't heard anyone talk about yet. Oh. And it's Joe Biden meeting with first responders today in Tel Aviv. Okay. People who helped uh, save who they could after Hamas's brutal terror attack 12 days ago. And he's talking to, I believe it's a nurse. And he brings up his daughter and wife who died in a car crash in the 70s. God. And then it's kind of hard to make out because he's off mic. I think he tells her that he got a phone call that his son died in Iraq. No. Okay, so so I'll translate what I can, and I'm going to try to clean up the audio as much as possible, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Oh, gosh. Um, so you tell me. It, again, okay. it's kind of hard to make out. I, you, did you make that out? Yeah. I got a phone wife call and saying my wife dead. and daughter were dead. Yeah. yeah. My two boys were in the hospital or... Yeah. Something okay. like that. But then... No, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it too. Phone call, son, and a rat killed. Killed. And I, I... The only... So at first when I heard it, I thought he said, my son in a wreck killed. But he says that his two sons were uh, maybe not going to make it or something like that earlier. So it sounds like he's adding on to it. Where he said, Dude always makes it about him. Always. But his son wasn't killed in Iraq. And if that. No. I mean, I. But he's basically said that before. Well, yeah, he has. He said it twice, at least in public, that his son died in Iraq. Well, you know, the whole controversy, and I almost hate to bring it up with the decapitated babies okay this has gone back and forth all over the place but when biden said i saw the pictures yeah 
He didn't. That's the story. Right. No, he had not seen those photos. And the White House has acknowledged that. He did not see those photos. So did they tell us why he said he did? Because he lies. Okay. Yeah. It's like the natural thing that he does. It's like default. Mm. Just make whatever up. Just what he does. Well, we got another whopper of a lie coming up in a few minutes here. Oh, excellent. Don't uh, oh, I had another piece of audio, just if you want to lighten it up. There's a world record that's been broken, and you love kitties, Scott. It's well documented I on like the show. like cats, yeah. It's the loudest purr ever. English cat. Oh, wow. Yeah, here it is if you want it. This yeah. is an official attempt for the loudest purr by a domestic cat. Nicole, Bella, are you ready? Yes, we are. The minimum that you ought to achieve today was 50 decibels air-weighted. I can now confirm that you achieved 54.6 decibels. Wow, that's that's pretty good. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Because we're the only show that would play that. It's unimpressive. (laughs) It's all for you, though, Scott. Sound like a lawnmower. (laughs) Didn't you think it was going to be louder? Yeah, I did, actually. Okay. It was loud, but it wasn't that loud. Maybe one of your kitties could break that record. No, my cats cannot break that record. Okay. Nice can-do attitude with your cats. Well, All right, train them. big story. Um, to me, it's kind of what we just heard. Yeah. Did Did Joe Biden just tell a first responder in Israel that his son was killed in Iraq? Sounded like it, dude. And then you were like, "How much of this is dementia? How much is it? He's just always been a liar." No, You're not idea. quite sure. All right, news update and the Robin Stretch factor coming up. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Hey. Before we get to the trifecta, yes, David? Well, I've been trying to take some of the room noise out of this, but Joe Biden uh, earlier today met with first responders in Tel Aviv, people who were responding to the terror attack launched by Hamas 12 days ago. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he brought up you know, his own personal uh, tragedies of his wife and daughter dying in a car accident uh, in the 70s, because that's the same as a terrorist attack, according to Joe Biden. But then he I'm I'm pretty sure I'm convinced at this point that he said that he got a phone call that his son was killed in Iraq after Mm -hmm. he's talking about the car wreck. I was a little bit confused because I wasn't sure if he was mentioning a wreck or Iraq, but it's a separate thought that he's starting here. And I, I tried right. to take some of the room noise because it was off mic out of the audio. And I, I think you can hear it a little bit more clearly now. Uh, but here it goes. I, uh, I got a phone call. Said my wife and daughter were dead. So he says, my two boys weren't going to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then comma. My son, singular, in Iraq, Iraq killed. killed. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, yes. Yeah. Nice job cleaning that up, too, buddy. Yeah, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's not a stretch because he said it before publicly that his kid was killed in Iraq. Bo Biden, his son, did not die in Iraq. His son died of brain cancer. I thought that he got brain cancer from his time in Iraq. Yeah. 
Yeah, to say he got a call that he was killed in Iraq. Yeah. I mean, and then I don't know where your mind goes. It's, okay, is this like the next step of dementia for this guy? Or is it as simple as he's always been a liar? You said something to me. You said maybe you just tell it so many times you just believe it after a while. Because it could you, be. You've lied about it so often that you just you just believe your lie. Yeah, the, the that's ki- possible. Yeah, the killed in Iraq thing seems to be a new one though that started yeah, last that's year. Like, yeah, and I I don't know how much of that is. I think it's a combination. You know, if you're a pathological liar your entire life, which he is, and then you start going senile, you really do start mixing things up. Yeah, I mean, he was caught plagiarizing in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we have that. Oh, Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan. Uh, he fell short for the second time. Got yeah. less votes this time. Yeah, lost votes. Here comes the 0-2. <laughs> Ring him up. And what do you chalk this up to, David? I, I think there's, like, kind of three different buckets of people, all with different concerns. One who are worried that he's going to stop giving money uh, for Ukraine other people who are concerned over certain procedural things. And then the third bucket is people who just don't like the way things went down with Kevin McCarthy and are just kind of putting up the middle finger. You know, I guess I could see the middle finger thing if you didn't have all this other stuff going on. But to a lot of people, it seems pretty silly right now. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Wow. By the way, I played a few clips of the interview with Megyn Kelly and Ron DeSantis. Uh, she asked him about Jim Jordan because, you know, he was in the house. Um, and what he thought, he said something interesting at, at the latter part of this uh, answer. Yes, I think that the Republicans should should vote for Jim on the floor. Uh, I think he would do a good job. He'd be the most conservative speaker uh, that we've had uh, maybe ever, but certainly in many, many years. And I think he's more reflective of the voter base that we as Republicans have. And one of the things that we've seen for man, a decade or more, is that... Here you go. This is the part. The D.C. Republican political class doesn't reflect uh, the views and the aspirations of the voters that put them there. It's like they they campaign on all the right things, then they go up there, and then they go native, and they kind of have a different agenda. And I think that's why you've had a lot of dissatisfaction over the years. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you get the feeling that there are a lot more people on the conservative side that, as a rule, like just don't like politicians, even the people on their side, more right. so than the other side? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, their livelihoods don't depend on it. Well, for I mean, when you look at Nancy Pelosi, a lot of Democrats sort of screeched about her and they didn't they thought she was the old guard, but. You know, when push came to shove, for the most part, Nancy Pelosi dog walked the squad around the Capitol every single day. Yes. And it, but at the same time, allowed them to take so much power. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It, it, I guess that's the coexist thing. <laughs> anyway, more on that for another time. You ready for your big three, yeah, Scott? Let's go. All right, roll it up. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. Oh, yeah. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Helped by, well, you know, his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Doing all right today? You doing fine? Baseball tonight, you want to watch? Mama told me not to come. Uh, You said that yesterday. Got you. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, uh, number three, Victoria's Secret is getting rid of the woke stuff. Uh, yeah, Victoria's Secret is ditching their go woke, go broke nonsense. As such, they're revamping themselves and they're bringing back sexy. Kathleen Chen reported the brand's efforts to promote inclusivity, which included making LGBTQ pro women soccer player Megan Rapino. Oh, yeah as well as a transgender woman, brand spokesmodels. You know what happened? Yep. No one bought their underwear anymore. (laughs) Darn the luck. Critics, however, loved it. But that didn't translate into sales. So the drop in Victoria's Secret sales, uh, followed by the company's move, to make its board of directors mostly female. Again, not working out very well. So what they decided to do was let's blow it up, bring the angels back, Let's sell sexy again. Because another thing they found out, and this is maybe not amazing to you, that a lot of guys buy their lingerie for their ladies. Yeah. Well, I get the feeling, though. You can try to save this now. That ship has sailed. It may very well. You may be right about that. The whole brand was so ruined and wrecked. Uh, and, And all to appease frumpy people who don't even shop there. Right. See, that's the craziest part of it. Right. 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 Why do you appeal to people who don't use the product? I, I don't think get it. That is part of the new thing as far as, like, they're trying to be more inclusive with plus size. Yeah. That's part of it. That's fine. But a, 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 a transgender so, dude and yeah, that's, Megan Rapino, right. Come on. But isn't it? And I know they used to do the whole thing around Christmas time, and it would be the whole runway deal yeah. on network TV, right? Mm-hmm. So if they do that. Are they? Do they then include the plus size models too? I think you you ditch that and you just go for broke. You dance with who brung you, man? <laughs> we're going. We're going back to this. I don't know. I mean, we we'll can make see. bets if you want. I don't think it's going to work. No, uh, and it may not work. I don't. I don't want to bet on that one. But at least I think they may be heading in the right direction. Like, hey, what are we doing here? Yeah. Now on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta top three two. Uh, you're telling me a major uh, American newspaper is telling white candidates running to be the next senator for California need to drop out? That's right. White Democrats got to drop out of California Senate's race. And uh, if not, they're not committed to diversity, you see. Democrat reps Katie Porter and Adam Schiff already threw their hat in the ring for the Senate race that needs to be filled with the passing of Dianne Feinstein. But author and podcast host Steve Phillips is urging them to step aside and allow U.S. Rep. Barbara Lee, Democrat California, a black woman, to take the lead to prove that they care about diversity, quote, post, quote. Time and again, it's been shown that black women are the heart and soul of the Democratic Party. Democrats across the country agree with that. Black women are badly underrepresented. Shift and Porter are what? white. Lee is black. Get out of the way. The right course is clear, isn't it? Well, 
I mean, to me, that sort of sounds like you're really worried that a lot of California Democrats won't vote for a black person unless they don't have a choice. That's very interesting you bring that up, because I was thinking the exact same thing. Gosh, what are we saying when we say that, huh? So, Adam Schiff, get out of the way. Porter, out of the way. You need to lose on purpose. Purpose. So someone else feels good. Right. You need to take a fall right now. (laughs) Unreal, man. Wow. And the countdown continues. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three. And And finally, one. Well, when Joe Biden in Tel Aviv meeting with first responders was done telling a first responder that his son died in Iraq when he didn't, he then decided to tell the tale of when he met Golda Meir. Yeah, he was his first trip, first trip to Israel, and he sat down with Golda Meir, and she had some words for him about the Six-Day War in 1967. Keep that in mind when we listen to Joe, but here we go. You know, uh, I've uh, often said... The first time that I uh, was in Israel with uh, Golda Meir, she was uh, just before the Six Day War, and she was telling me how terrible everything was, which it was. She kept flipping the maps up and down behind her, and all of a sudden she looked at me and she said, Would you like a photograph? And I thought, That's unusual. She just got up and walked out the door outside her office. And we're standing there having a photograph taken like you and I are standing looking at the press. And she, without looking at me, she turned she like this. She said, you look worried, Senator. I said, I am. She said, don't worry. We Jews have a secret weapon in our fight. We have no place else to go. Now, here's the problem. The Six-Day War that our president was referring to <laughs> happened in 1967. Biden was still in school then. He became a senator in 1973. He met Golda Meir for the first time in 1973. Five weeks before the Yom Kippur War. Maybe he got the wars wrong. I don't know. Or maybe he just made it up out of thin air. That's possible as well. He, Either way, he didn't meet her in 1967. He lied about it. Yeah, he he's done that before. And even then, it's like notes from his meeting with Golda Meir yeah. uh, actually tell a completely different story, different story. That he was there for a photo op, and that was it. There was well, no, like, heart-to-heart, you know, conversation with her. So far, the pool report has not noticed that problem. And have wow. not, not reported it. It Again, man, lie after lie. Confusion. I mean, nobody does it better. <laughs> I understand. Being confused. You're right about that. Yes. And there you have it. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta. <laughs> top three of the day. Well done, Scott. We're in good shape, by the way. Don't worry. Nobody, don't worry. Anybody. You guys, we're good. It's good. Yeah. It's all good. Yep. Showing his steady hand in Israel. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. All right, news update and Nimrod's in the news. Oh, man, a dude and a stuffed animal. Oh, buddy, coming up. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. 
Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Hey. Have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp looks flummoxed. Uh, unreal. Okay, so we all know the, the disinformation that's been spread about you know, Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza, and that's not actually what appears to have happened. And in fact, a hospital didn't get bombed at all. A parking lot got bombed, and it was apparently a rocket that was fired from inside Gaza by a terrorist organization. And yet you have a sitting member of Congress named Rashida Tlaib right now at a rally calling for a ceasefire. Repeating the lie. Listen to this. Okay. People think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. You're disgusting. And they're shaking. And... Okay. <laughs> So you can cry about that, and you can cry when you're talking about kids at our southern border when Trump was president. When the atrocities happened in Israel 12 days ago, nothing. There's no. absolutely nothing. And now you're out there lying. You have to know by now that is fake news. Yeah. I mean, that's just propaganda. That, that is disinformation. That is the, the textbook definition when you knowingly. Yes. Spread something that is a lie in order to gin up political or, or some sort of edge. That is disinformation. I mean, that's one of the things that is so frustrating right now about House Republicans not having their act together and, and you know, sort of doing this whole yellow thing with the uh, Speaker of the House. Because right now she needs to be booted from Congress because she oh, yeah. is, for all the people who talk about dog whistles and unsafe oh, language yeah. and all of that. You are actually putting people in danger. Have you seen the protests in the Middle East? It is. It's disgusting. Well, listen to the crowd being whipped into a frenzy. By Absolutely. Her. Yeah. 
and all the emotion, and sure. it's a lie. Again, it was fired from inside Gaza. What was the name of the group? Uh, Islamic Jihad. Right. Some people did something. Well, Talib's buddies finally write about something. Which, by the way, Islamic Jihad is a terrible name. It's like if we called this show Radio Show. Well, yeah. Good, good call. Just mm-hmm. saying, be creative. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the Jihad Squad in Congress. That's right. Talib and Omar. Well, yeah. See, that's better. There's not a lot of room for creativity there. Boy, oh boy. All right. Did we already start Nimrods? It seems like it. Just in case. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start in northern Arkansas. Cops saw a car parked outside a storage facility. This place has been broken into more than 50 times in the last two years. Whoa. Okay, 12.45 in the morning, he decides to investigate. He gets a little closer, notices the car rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Come a-knocking. He looks inside. There's this 55-year-old dude having relations mm. with a stuffed animal. No. You got to go parking for that? Uh, he's facing charges for drugs and public indecency. Uh, they found meth. Mm. Which I'm thinking as a deterrent, you want to tell kids, don't do meth. Yeah. It'll cause you to do things like with a stuffed, stuffed animal. animal. Yeah, he's also yeah. been banned from Build-A-Bear <laughs> for life. <laughs> Tears of rage. Yes, for the stuffed animal. Thank you. And that's Nimrods in the News.